we've begun with an excerpt from a song by Fernando J. Obradores, Del Cabello Masutil, sung for us by Nicole Cabell and Allison Cambridge on this wonderful new Sadie album called Sisters in Song. And this is Steve Robinson welcoming you to another in a series of podcasts celebrating new releases on the Sadie record label. And this new release, Sisters in Song, features the extraordinary duo of Nicole Cabell and Allison Cambridge, and they're accompanied by the Lake Forest Symphony, conducted by Vladimir Kulenovich. And we're joined by one of the duo, Allison Cambridge. Allison, welcome to our microphones and to this podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I've had the opportunity to listen to the album now, and it's just so beautiful. Every song is exquisite, and the two of you, just a match made in heaven. And I should add that the orchestra sounds really wonderful. The (laughs) album has everything. Thank you. I'm so glad that you've enjoyed it. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of the album. Where did the idea for it come from? How long have you two known each other? Just give us a little background on how it developed. Yes. So Nicole and I have actually been friends for, gosh, nearly two decades. We went to a young artist program together when we were in college at the Chautauqua Institution in upstate New York, and we became great friends, and we were both admirers of one another's talents. As our careers progressed, our voices developed in a similar manner. We tended to sing at first light lyric, then more full lyric soprano repertoire. Unfortunately, we were rarely cast together in the same show because we sang a lot of the same roles. But we remained friends throughout the years. And finally, one day we got to talking, actually, I think we were both double cast in La Boheme at Washington National Opera. And we started talking about doing a project together. And that was, gosh, back in maybe 2010 or 11. Every time we'd see each other, we'd talk about this idea. And finally, we said, you know what, let's do it. And we put our heads together. We thought about the different repertoire that we wanted to do. We wanted to do things that symbolized and represented who we were as people and as musicians and singers and cover a diverse range of repertoire. And then because we both had Chicago ties, it was a natural inclination for us to reach out to Jim Ginsburg and CD. And we were just so thrilled that he was into the idea as well. Let's talk a little bit about the repertoire on the album. We haven't told our podcast listeners what's on it. Uh, Do you want to tell us a bit about some of the songs on it? There's music by Offenbach and De Lieb and Huberdink, Mozart and others. How did you two come up with the repertoire and what role did Jim have in that? And Jim Ginsburg is sitting right here, we might say, so he can pipe in as well. It's a real pleasure working with Allison and Nicole on putting this album together, and I love it that there's three different components the way the album is organized. There's an opera section, there's a song section, and there's a spirituals section. And Allison, can you talk about how you selected the works in each group? Yes, indeed. As I mentioned before, it was really important for us to show a diverse range of repertoire because although Nicole and I, obviously, we've been classically trained and the majority of our career has been as classical and opera singers, we do enjoy other genres of music, so we wanted that all to be represented on this album. In terms of the operatic selections, we really picked our favorites, (laughs) our favorite duets, and the interesting challenge, but was a great one, is that there are very few two soprano duets written. So we took turns switching between who would do the mezzo-soprano part and who would do the soprano part. So we got to sing parts that we don't usually get to sing, which was really nice. 
the songs, the classical songs that we chose, were ones that were all very important to us in our upbringing as singers. For example, Del Cabello Más Util, the Obrador's selection. You know, I sang that on my senior recital <laughs> as a student at Oberlin. Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair was one of Nicole's favorite songs and that I've actually seen her do in performance. And so we wanted to include those. And then the third section, the African-American spirituals, both Nicole and I share multi-ethnic backgrounds, African-American and Caribbean-American heritage. And so drawing actually inspiration from the wonderful album by Kathleen Battle and Jesse Norman when they did an album of African-American spiritual duets, we wanted to pay homage to them and to that album. That's how the album and all of its repertoire came together. Well, since the first section of the album is opera selections, and don't want to go too long without letting our listeners hear something beautiful, I was going to suggest opening musically, besides what we heard at the very beginning of the podcast, opening musically with the first track on the album, which is the Barcarolle from Le Conte of Mann of Jacques Offenbach. Can you talk a little bit about that particular selection? Yes. My first introduction, really, to the opera world in Chicago was singing the role of Julieta in the Tales of Hoffman at the Lyric Opera of Chicago. And without a doubt, this is one of the most beautiful and familiar operatic duets ever written. So it was a natural choice for Nicole and I to include it on the album. Well, let's listen to the selection from this wonderful new album, Sisters in Song, featuring Nicole Cabell and Allison Cambridge with the Lake Forest Symphony. The Lake Forest Symphony is in Illinois, a little north of here, conducted by Vladimir Kolinovich. And this is the Baccarole from the Tales of Hoffman by Jacques Hoffenbach. Oh, 
That was the Baccarole from The Tales of Hoffman by Jacques Offenbach, sung by Nicole Cabell and Allison Cambridge from their brand new album called Sisters in Song on Sadie. And this is a podcast from Sadie Records. We do a podcast every time a new album comes out. And this is such a delightful, wonderful, uplifting, terrific album. And Allison, every piece on it is a gem. I think the Offenbach illustrates that. Tell us about your relationship with the Lake Forest Symphony. Where did you first uh, run into them and to their fairly new conductor, Vladimir Kolinovich? You know, it was really a serendipitous thing how this all worked out. I actually met Maestro Kolinovich, Vladimir, at a friend's birthday party (laughs) two summers ago. We just got to talking. We realized we had lots of mutual friends and colleagues in common. And then when we were working with Jim and we were exploring which symphonies to reach out to within the Chicago area, we tossed around a few names and I said, you know, what about Lake Forest Symphony? I know their maestro and reached out to him. And I think it was a matter of weeks. It was a done deal. Can you speak to that more, Jim? One of the wonderful things for me running Sadie Records, a label devoted to Chicago artists and ensembles, is discovering just how many wonderful We've recorded chamber ensembles for a long time, but how many larger ensembles there are that are really top quality? I mean, everybody knows the Chicago Symphony, of course, but we've had the pleasure of recording the Chicago Symphonietta, the Grant Park Orchestra, and uh, more recently now the Lake Forest Symphony. And we have a recording coming out next year, 2019, with the Chicago Philharmonic. And these are all really just top groups. There are so many wonderful freelance musicians who are not in the Chicago Symphony and who are in these other orchestras. I've heard these players in many different guises. So when we were working with the Lake Forest Symphony, it's pretty much everybody who's in that band was very familiar to me from other recordings. So that was a real pleasure. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Kalenovich is a conductor on his way up. And in fact, in 2015, he not only won the Sir George Schulte Conducting Award, but he was also named by the Chicago Tribune as Chicago End of the Year in Classical Music. So this is somebody, obviously, who is being noticed, and it was really wonderful working with him and seeing how he was able to work both with the soloists and with the orchestra and tie everything together to create this wonderful recording. 
as you say, it's top quality and first class. It does speak to what Alex Ross noted some years ago about the whole orchestra scene is changing because conservatories are turning out wonderful musicians, and the Lake Forest Symphony sort of epitomizes that. Absolutely. Speaking of collaborators, for the second musical selection on this podcast, I chose the one piece that's not a duet but actually a trio. It was just too beautiful a piece not to be included, which is, of course, the trio Suave Si El Vento from Mozart's Così Fan Tutte. And for there, we have a wonderful guest artist. Allison, can you talk a little bit about working with Will Liverman, the baritone? Yes, it was lovely to work with Will. I didn't know him prior to this project, but I know that he was a young artist at the Eric Opera of Chicago. He was just such a joy to work with and such a warm, beautiful baritone. It was nice that we could include a trio on this album because we also have Aguarda Sorella, which is a duet between the two sisters in Cosi. And then to be able to transition into the trio, it was a great fit on the album. And I should note there's a connection between Will and Nicole as well, because they're both products of the Ryan Opera Center program at Mm. Lyric Opera of Chicago. Will also was the recipient of the 2017 George London Award, as well as an award here in Chicago called the Three Arts Award, which is given to exceptional Chicago-based artists. So he's a wonderful musician. He is. It's worth noting in Mozart's day that it would not be uncommon for the same singer, maybe at different times in her career, but to be a Fiordaligi in one production and to be Dorbella in, in another? One of the unique aspects, as I mentioned before, about having it be two sopranos that are doing a duets album, particularly with the operatic selections, most of these duets are written for a soprano voice and a mezzo-soprano voice. Fortunately, Nicole and I have quite wide ranges. You know, for example, in Aguarda Sorella, Fiordaligi and Dorabella, while one is listed as a soprano and the other is listed as a mezzo, the ranges are fairly similar. So it was nice, for example, I sang the role of Fiorelligi, and in this instance on the album, Nicole took over the role of Dorabella, which is something that she never sung in real life. However, it always suited her vocally. So it was great that we were able to do that. And, and for the other selections as well, we took turns and who would take the top and who would take the bottom of the arrangement. And that's been one of the fun and unique aspects of doing this album. Let's listen to this composition from the opera, Cosi Venturi by Mozart, Suave Ciel Vento, and it features our wonderful two sopranos who highlight this album, Allison Cambridge and Nicole Cabell, and they're joined in this selection by Will Liverman. And everybody's accompanied by the Lake Forest Symphony, conducted by Vladimir Kulinovich.
That was Suave Sil Vento from Cosi Ventute by Mozart and sung for us by the two stars on this new album from Sadie Records, Sisters in Song, it's called, Nicole Cabell and Allison Cambridge. And they were joined by another star, Will Liverman, baritone, for this selection. And it's the only trio on the album, but Jim, you said you couldn't resist. Yeah, it's just too beautiful a piece. The next selection we're going to hear is actually an arrangement of Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair. And after the opera selections on the album, Jim, you said in the intro that there were really three parts to the album, the opera, then some songs, and then spirituals, all arranged for this album by Joe Clark. Of course, because the songs were originally written for single voice and usually accompanied by piano, and so Joe had the task of not only orchestrating, but also figuring out how he could make these work for two voices, and specifically the two voices of Alison Cambridge and Nicole Cabell. Alison, can you talk a little bit about that process, working with Joe? Absolutely. First of all, it was just a dream to work with Joe. He was just so lovely. And again, that is one of the unique aspects of this particular album, to have all of these solo songs then turned into duets. And then specifically for Nicole and I, I mean, it's just incredible to see how Joe worked. We began speaking, gosh, over a year ago about the selections. And then Nicole and I sent him our ranges and where we sort of liked to hang out vocally. Then we had some ideas. For example, we said for black is the color, we want something very mellow. Then we would give an idea and say, well, for this one, we're feeling more of this. And so he would take the original song, but really mold it for us and our voices. And so when we finally got the arrangements and then Nicole and I got together to start rehearsing and singing together, it was incredible. And then Joe remained with us actually throughout the entire rehearsal and recording process. He was there at all of the sessions so that if something wasn't feeling quite right, he was able to tweak it to our liking. And so it was very much a collaborative process between the three of us. And for Black is the Color, we want something very mellow, so I do remember that that was one of Nicole's top picks. And it's a song that I had never sung before, but I knew it's one that she had. And I ended up falling in love with that piece as much as she was already in love with it. And Joe's arrangement, it's just so haunting. It's so beautiful. I have to confess that I never heard of Joe Clark until I heard this album. I just didn't know who he was. But his credentials, as they are printed on this album, are rather stunning. Uh, He's on the faculty of DePaul University here in Chicago and Northwestern University. And some of the minor people that he's worked with and performed with and done arrangements for people like Yo-Yo Ma, Renee Fleming, Jeff Hamilton, Randy Brecker, John Faddis, Kurt Elling, Phil Woods, Ira Sullivan. It's amazing. And then Joe is not only an arranger, but he's also a composer in his own right. So he's done all the arrangements after these opera selections, and we're going to hear one now. This is Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair, a traditional song arranged by Joe Clark and performed by our two wonderful soloists for this album, Nicole Cabell, and our guest on this podcast, Allison Cambridge. They're accompanied by the Lake Forest Symphony, conducted by Vladimir Kolenovich on this brand new Sadie Records album. Thank you. 
That was Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair, a traditional song arranged by Joe Clark and performed by Allison Cambridge and Nicole Cabell on a wonderful new album on Sadie Records called Sisters in Song. And the orchestra is the Lake Forest Symphony, conducted by Vladimir Kulenovich. And you can buy this album and any Sadie album by going to their website, which is sadierecords.org. And that's C-E-D-I-L-L-E, sadierecords.org. It's a nonprofit label, and the president is sitting right here, Jim Ginsburg. Allison, tell us a bit again about how this album is divided into three specific genres and why you decided to do it that way. One of the reasons that we wanted to do the three different genres is Nicole and I, outside of our operatic careers, we do quite a bit of solo concerts and recital work. For example, when I'm not doing opera, I mean, I just finished doing a Broadway show. I have a jazz album as well. And Nicole also does lots of crossover as well. Even though it is a classical album, we wanted to show the different sides of our voices and our different sides of our musicianships. And so I think that's why including the three different genres was so important to us. We didn't want it just to be your everyday opera duet album. We wanted to offer variety for our listeners and really show who we are as musicians and singers. So, Allison, we have one more selection that we've chosen, and it's another spiritual called Ain't That Good News. But before that, we keep mentioning this orchestra, the Lake Forest Symphony. They're an orchestra on the North Shore of Chicago. Allison, tell us about the recording process. What was it like recording with the symphony in a recording setting rather than a concert setting? Well, we were actually very fortunate because before we actually began the recording process, we did two live concerts with audience and it was great to get to perform together before doing the actual recording because there's something to be said for just getting the enthusiasm from an audience and it was great encouragement going into the recording process. What is difficult about doing a recording like this is that you have to take into account not one but two different people's opinions on the takes in terms of if Nicole and I were happy with it and then of course the maestro had to decide if he was happy with how the orchestra was sounding on any given take and then of course we rely again on Jim as the producer to be listening and seeing what take sounds best to him. And he relied on the engineer, Bill Malone, so it was really a collaborative process. And Bill has engineered many, many albums for CD, and he is your engineer of record, so to speak. And he's an extraordinary engineer. And, of course, it helped that. The live concerts were in the same space, the James Lumber Center in Grays Lake, Illinois, as recording sessions. So attending the concert helped me already know what the music sounded like in the hall and and it's a really nice sounding hall, too, so it made it easy to reproduce that sound on the recording. And, Allison, before we get to this last selection, you can answer this in many different ways, and in some ways you've already spoken to it, but what do you hope listeners will learn from an album like this? I was actually listening to the album all the way through the other day, and, again, I think I mentioned how Nicole and I always admired one another's talents. And while we do have our unique and individual vocal timbres, there are moments in the album when you have a difficult time actually distinguishing between the two of us. We really sort of sank into one another's sounds, and I think that our voices complement each other quite well. For somebody who perhaps hasn't listened to much classical music before, I would say that this is an album that will show them really the beauty of a classically trained soprano voice and all the colors that can come out in the different repertoire 
And for those who are avid classical music listeners, this is something refreshing and different. They are going to, of course, hear some of these fantastic and very familiar operatic duets, but especially the song selections and the spirituals, because they are all new arrangements written just for Nicole and I, they're going to be surprised and hear something just really different and special. So that's what I'm hoping that the listeners will get from this. And, you know, I would encourage them, although it is broken up into these three genres and it begins with opera, then goes into the song and then into the spirituals, I would challenge listeners to put the album on shuffle and be surprised with what comes next. Could be listening to a Mozart duet one moment, and then after that you might get a upbeat spiritual, you know, ain't that a good news? And there's really something for everybody on this album, and Nicole and I are extremely proud of it. And actually, that's one reason I chose Ain't That Good News as the last musical selection, because it's such a nice contrast with Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair, which is, of course, more languid selection. But I just want to echo what you said about the blend between your voices is just so gorgeous. And listeners to this podcast may want to go back to the beginning to the music that we introduced the podcast with, the Obrador's song, because you will hear in that immediately in the excerpt that we begin the podcast with. You'll hear that blend at its best. Well, let's listen then to the last selection on this podcast that we're going to feature, and it comes from this wonderful new album called Sisters in Song, featuring Allison Cambridge and Nicole Cabell. Our guest on this podcast is Allison Cambridge. Let's listen to this spiritual, Ain't That Good News, as arranged by Joe Clark. I got a crown up in the Duck Kingdom, ain't that good news? I got a crown up in the Duck Kingdom, ain't that good news? I'm gonna lay it down in this world, gonna shoulder up my cross, gonna take it home to Jesus, ain't that good news? I got a hop up in the Duck Kingdom, ain't that good news? I got a hop up in the Duck Kingdom, ain't that good news? I'm gonna lay it down at this world, gonna shoulder up on my cross, gonna take it home to Jesus. Robe up in the Duck Kingdom, ain't that good news? I've got a robe up in the Duck Kingdom, ain't that good news? I'm gonna nail up for this world, gonna shoulder up my cross, gonna take it home to Jesus, ain't that good news? I've got some slippers up in the Kingdom, ain't that good news? Take it home to Jesus, ain't that good news? I'm gonna take it home to the 
Ain't that good news? A selection from this brand new CD recording, Sisters in Song, which is great news because it's a terrific album featuring Allison Cambridge and Nicole Cabell. Allison has been our guest on this podcast. The orchestra is conducted by Vladimir Kolenovich, and the orchestra is the Lake Forest Symphony, which is a wonderful orchestra on the North Shore of Chicago, and we're very lucky to have them on the album. And the producer is also with us, Jim Ginsberg. And just want to note again that particular arrangement for Two Voices in Orchestra was by Joe Clark, who arranged all the non-operatic selections on this album. The design of the album, the booklet and the pictures and the copy, it's just beautifully designed. Oh, sure. Goodness, I just wish we could have used more photos. <laughs> there were so many. It was a really great photo shoot. One of the things that Nicole and I wanted to stay away from in doing this recording, and this is shown, I think, in the imagery on the album shot by Elliot Mandel, is we did not want to be sort of the old school stuffy or too proper sopranos. We wanted to show slightly more relaxed, a little bit edgy, fresh, give a different look to when you think of what an operatic soprano is. And we really wanted to embody that both in the imagery and in the selections and what you hear on the album. And so I think Elliot did a really great job of capturing us and our personalities and what we were going for with this album. You'd have to work really hard to make you look stuffy. Well, it's a beautiful photo. It's a beautiful cover image. And then Bark Design, uh, the Chicago firm, then took that and took the colors from the cover and really made those the theme of the design of the album. And yes, I think they did a terrific job. And I believe it was somebody who's on the board of the Lyric, right, who suggested the university club where we shot? Actually, it was one of our board members, Greg O'Leary, who, oh, and in fact, I should note that the recording was made possible by generous support from Patricia Kenny and Greg O'Leary, actually a married couple, and Greg O'Leary is on the board of Sadie Records. Allison, tell us a little bit about the classical music scene in Chicago as you see it and as you have experienced it. What, what has it meant to you? I had such a wonderful introduction to the classical music scene in Chicago. My Lyric Opera of Chicago debut was actually in 2012, and I sang in two productions that very first season with them. I sang Juliette and the Tales of Hoffman, as I mentioned earlier, and then later in the season, I debuted the role of Julie in Showboat. And that was a big leap of faith and stretch for the opera company to produce a piece of classical music theater. Of course, it ended up being a huge hit, and I went on to sing the role in many other cities. But I spent so much time in Chicago that season, and I just fell in love with it. And besides being at the opera house, I really took in all the different musical aspects that the city had to offer. In fact, I went to go see, Nicole was in town and she was doing a recital. I went to go see her and uh, Michael Feinstein one afternoon. It's just such a rich city musically. Certainly CD is a huge part of that. And I just love that Jim and the label really support and nurture Chicago-based artists. And speaking of Chicago nurturing artists, I should note that Allison's collaborator on this album, Nicole Cabell, is a product of the Ryan Opera Center's Young Artist Program at the Lyric Opera of Chicago. And soon after graduating, as it were, from that program, she won the BBC Cardiff uh, Singer of the World competition, which really launched 
her career, and she is based full-time in Chicago, and she is on the vocal faculty at DePaul University in Chicago as well. There you have it. Allison, tell us a bit about what's in store for you in the coming weeks and months. I have a very exciting season coming up. Obviously, in addition to the release of the album, I will be going on tour with the Broadway show that I just finished doing called Rocktopia, which fuses classic rock with classical music and opera, and I'm one of the five lead singers. So we had a great run at the Broadway Theater. We'll be doing a U.S. tour in October. After that, I'll be doing a recital at Carnegie Hall in November. And then the winter months take me to two different opera companies, and I'll be making my role debut as Carmen in Carmen, in Bizet's Carmen, at Opera Carolina in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Toledo Opera in Ohio. So excited about that. Anyone better suited for that role? I don't know who it is. It's so funny, you know, we were talking earlier about vocal ranges and whatnot, and although Carmen is typically thought of as a mezzo-soprano role, it's one that suits me so perfectly vocally, and I'm really excited to be taking that role on. I started out, actually I made my Metropolitan Opera debut when I was 24 in the role of Frasquita in Carmen. And then I graduated to the role of Mikaela. And so now I'm graduating to the ultimate femme fatale in the show, to Carmen. It's a nice genesis with that opera. Then I'll also be continuing with the Rocktopia tour again in the spring. And I also do quite a bit of work as a model and in television. And so I'll be continuing with projects for that in those spaces as well. Well, Allison, it sounds like you have many, many exciting projects coming up in the future. We wish you the best of luck with that. And also, uh, we hope this album, and I know it will become a bestseller and be heard all over the United States and the world on radio stations everywhere. We've been talking with Allison Cambridge about this new album, Sisters in Song, and her compatriot is Nicole Cabell. They're accompanied by the Lake Forest Symphony, conducted by Vladimir Kolinovich. The album was produced by our guest Jim Ginsberg and engineered by Bill Malone. And you can get any CD album, but especially this one, by going to their website, cdrecords.org. That's C-E-D-I-L-L-E. And I've enjoyed this podcast especially well and hope you did too. Thank you for listening.